Hi folks, you're listening to the fourth episode of my yet-to-be-named Fantasy Premier League podcasts. I'm the FPL General, you can find me on Twitter at FPL General. You get me on Facebook and Instagram as well, but I um, spend most of my time on Twitter, so that's the best place to hit me up with all your FPL questions. This podcast, I'm going to look ahead to game week 27. So I'm recording on Tuesday the 6th of February, so we're just after game week 26. Um, in this podcast, I'm going to start off, I'm going to look back on game week 25 and 26 quickly because I didn't have time to get a podcast out last week with, uh, with, the, with the midweek fixtures and the quick turnaround um, between 25 and 26. So I'll touch on both game weeks very quickly at the start. I'll then go on to update my FPL watch list, which I do every week after I've watched all the games and, and highlights. I'll talk a little bit then about blank game weeks and double game weeks. So we're getting to the point of the season now where we need to start thinking ahead and um, when we're making our transfers and thinking more long term. After that, I look at my possible transfers that I'm going to make for game week 27. I look also at the captaincy options and I'll finish off by taking uh, answering some questions that I got from Twitter today. So first of all, I'm going to look at Game Week 25, first of all. So the last time I recorded a pod, I was ranked at 9,700. Um, so in the last two weeks, I've had two green arrows and I've jumped from, from 9,700 right up to 2,100 now. So it's been a very good two weeks. Very happy to be ranked 2k at, at this point of the season pretty sure I've never been this high at this point of the season before so it's a it's a very good platform to build on and I've got my eyes set on on the top 1k finish now it, it should be well achievable from here uh, with, with chips remaining as well so game week 25 was a big one uh, 80 points it was a, a game week rank of 30,000 so the main the main reason for that was was Nick Pope in goal with a with a penalty save. I mean a goalkeeper got me eleven points without keeping a clean sheet. Um, Pope just continues to perform miracles this season, and I was I was very close to getting rid of Pope for game week twenty five for Pickford. So I'm I'm very glad I didn't because he got me eleven points in twenty five and he got me another five points in in game week twenty six. So I'm just going to hold him until he's until he's um, until Heaton comes back. And I may well end up just getting Heaton in for Pope, looking at Burnley's fixtures. So Burnley goalkeepers are just are just gold dust really when it comes to FPL over the last two seasons. I know I had a question on Twitter from Preyas Baji asking me if Pope was nailed for the rest of the season. He has been very good in Heaton's absence, but I don't think I don't think he'll keep his place once Heaton's fit. But at the same time, there's probably no rush for Sean Dyke to bring Heaton back in because Pope's a very able deputy. So, as I say, I'm just going to hold on to Pope now until he is dropped. And, and when that happens, I may just bring in Tom Heaton then and just, just set and forget goalkeeper for the rest of the season. Um, back to game week 25. So, Nick Pope got me 11. Another uh, two players who got me big points in 25 was... Kevin De Bruyne and Callum Wilson. So De Bruyne got 14 and Wilson got 12. Wilson got 12 against Chelsea, so that was a nice surprise because I, I kind of got him in for the following fixtures. Um, so those two, De Bruyne and Wilson, both came in as part of a minus four for me uh, the previous week. So things didn't work out. The hit didn't pay off immediately, but the week after then, De Bruyne and Wilson got me 
26 points between them so just an example there of you know you don't judge your hits in one game week so it was the following week for me where it paid off uh, and paid me back so those two were superb for me in game week 25 as well Firmino got me eight points Sterling got me 10 points so yeah it was it was 80 points in 25 which was a, a healthy green arrow so moving on then to the most recent game week 26 it was another good one it was 58 points it was a pretty low scoring game week the average was 43 so I was very happy to come out of it with 58 the main reason was was nail on the captaincy so it was a captain Salah for the last two weeks and um, he got me 16 points in game week 25 and then he got me 30 points uh, in game week 26 so that's been a big factor in my my two green arrows and um, Salah's just been absolutely superb this season and, and it's at the point now where I'm just sticking the captaincy on him and, and just leaving it on him I've captained him the last two game weeks I'll talk about captains a little bit later but the armband's more than likely just going to stay with Salah um, for game week 27 so Salah got me 30 Shakiri got me 8 um, and Pope got me 5 apart from that it was all 1s and 2s I mean it was the same for a lot of people in game week 26 but again nail on the captaincy was the main one for me um, and Shakiri and Pope made a difference as well it was frustrating in a sense that obviously Christensen's been cursed in recent weeks and I, and I got rid of him finally in game week 27 only to bring in Phil Jones so just my luck this season so it was Hazard first of all then it was Christensen and now I've brought in Jones and he, he didn't play and of course United got another clean sheet so missed out on United's clean sheet points there it was kind of a knock-on effect because my initial plans were to get were to go Pope to De Gea but then with Christensen getting injured um, I went down the Jones route so I missed out on, on De Gea's clean sheet by getting in Phil Jones but I, I don't I don't mind too much because Pope, Pope got me five points anyway so it wasn't too bad in that sense but obviously the Jones signing this week was very frustrating but hopefully he'll go back in uh, to the team for game week 27 against Newcastle and and get a clean sheet I'm actually hoping to get my hands on a ticket for, for Newcastle Man United so hopefully I'll be able to go to the game and watch uh, Phil Jones get a clean sheet for me live so that, that's game week 26 so as I say it was 58 points and my, my rank now is 2116 so I'm in a very good position what I'll do now is I'll jump into my transfers and my watch list so for anyone who hasn't been listening to the previous podcasts my my watch list is something I update every week once the game is completed I go through each of the 20 teams um, and I add players to my watch list who who I think are have a chance of being added to my team soon and I get rid of players from my watch list as well who, I, who I'm no longer interested in whether it be for injury reasons or players who have just lost form or things like that so just going to mention th- uh, four or five players that I've added and then I'll, I'll mention four or five that I've removed recently so first of all it's the Arsenal trio so Arsenal beat Everton 5-1 absolutely demolished Everton and big performances from Ramsey Ramsey got a hat-trick Mkhitaryan got a, a hat-trick of assists and Aubameyang scored his first goal as well in his first start so I've added those three to my FPL watch list this week now uh, Arsenal have two tough fixtures they've got Spurs and Man City next so it's probably it's probably game week 29 
when I'm going to be looking at, at bringing in an Arsenal player. Um, I know that's probably the same for most. Most people are probably going to hold off with the tougher fixtures upcoming. Um, but I mean, the midfielders in particular, Ramsey's only 7 million and Mkhitaryan's 7.8. So you're getting superb value for, for players playing in, in, in top teams. And another thing about Arsenal is they've got really good fixtures. After From game week 29 onwards, um, they've got a really good run right up to the end of the season. And they don't have Champions League to worry about as well, whereas other teams do. Obviously, they're playing Europa League, but I don't really see Wenger having too much interest in that. And we're probably going to see um, fringe players playing in that competition more so. So there may not be as much rotation from Arsenal as there will be with the likes of City and Chelsea and Man United. So that's another positive reason to, to look at Arsenal players in game week 29. I had a couple of questions on Twitter in particular about Ramsey and Mkhitaryan. So I had one from Remy Solem. He was saying, should I, uh, would you go for Ramsey or Mkhitaryan or would you wait for game week 29? So first of all, yes, I would wait until game week 29 before bringing in an Arsenal player. And back to his question about Ramsey or Mkhitaryan. So I'm going to give them the next two games and, and you know just keep a close eye on them. So obviously they both passed their audition with flying colours against Everton, but I'm interested to see how they do against tougher opposition. Um, if I had to make the decision for game week 27 and for four managers who are maybe going to go for one of them, even though they've got the tough fixtures, I think I'd be forking out the extra cash for Mkhitaryan. I just think there's more chance of them being uh, delivering consistently between now and the end of the season. Um Ramsey we know in the past has been has been very good and even in the early part of this season he was delivering but I would just fork the extra point eight for for Mkhitaryan I think you're you're probably safer going that way that's not to say Ramsey won't go and outscore him now between now and the end of the season but I'm a big fan of Mkhitaryan and I was I was quite sad to see him leaving Man U uh, as a Man U fan and he didn't really get to express himself under Mourinho and Mourinho's system and I can see him just flourishing for Arsenal and that and the way Arsenal play he'd be given the freedom to just go and express himself and we've seen what he did in Dortmund his stats are superb goals and assists so Mkhitaryan is definitely one I've got my eyes on in game week 29 and he'd probably be someone I would just bring in game week 29 and just more than likely keep him for the rest of the season then because Arsenal's fixtures are so good Aubameyang obviously is a bit more expensive 10.5 million I'm not really looking to change my strikers at the moment, I've got Kane, Firmino and Wilson. I'm, I'm quite happy to roll with those three for the time being at least. But Aubameyang is someone I'm going to keep an eye on over the coming weeks because, again, going back to his Dortmund days, he's got he's got a superb goal, games to goals, uh, goals to game ratio. And he should score plenty of goals for Arsenal between now and the end of the season. He's he's, he's probably a bit of a differential for, for some people now, if, especially for those who are, who are chasing, if you're trying to make up rank. Getting Aubameyang in early. Even even with the tough fixtures, could be could prove to be fruitful. So that's the three Arsenal players I've added to my watch list. I'm going to mention another three players. The first one is James Ward-Prowse at Southampton. Now he's a player I've never really been a big fan of in fantasy because he's never really nailed down a starting place at Southampton, and he's never really been very consistent either. But he has started the last four games. Um, He's played 90 minutes, I'm pretty sure, in the last four. So he seems to be pretty nailed on and his performances. are It's going to make him hard to drop. He's got three goals, two assists in his last four games. Takes all the set pieces 
um, and he's as good a set piece taker as, as anyone. So Southampton have got Liverpool in game week 27, but after that they've got a nice run of fixtures as well. Um, and I've seen signs of improvement from Southampton in recent weeks, weeks as well, so I would have no problem getting in one of their players. I probably wouldn't double up on Southampton, but I would have no problem getting one of them in. Um, so at 5.1 million, I think Ward-Prowse is definitely one to consider and definitely one to keep an eye on. Another player I've added to the watch list is his teammate, uh, defender Jack Stevens, 4.5 million, I think he is. So he scored he scored three, go- three goals in his last three games, if you include the FA Cup game. Um, and going back a, a game further, so four games ago, he, I think it was 1-1 against Spurs and I watched that game and he, he was inches away from scoring in that game as well so he could easily be sitting on four goals in his last four games for a central defender so I mean that's what you're looking for in fantasy you want someone who can score goals and I think Jack Stevens is as good as anyone in the league um, when it comes to, to putting the ball in the back of the net as a, as a centre half so he's definitely one I've, I'm keeping an eye on as well as I say once the Liverpool game, once Southampton have Liverpool out of the way this weekend, they've got a run of about five games where you, where they could pick up a few clean sheets as well. So, a couple of clean sheets. If you can get another goal or two, he could bring in um, a lot of points over the coming week. So he's one to consider as well. I've got a lot of uh, defenders around four point five million that I want to probably get rid of soon. The likes of Kenny, or Bonner, and possibly even Dunk as well. So Jack Stevens, I think, is a a very good replacement if uh, when it comes to moving one of those guys on another one as well I'm going to throw in is uh, Fernandez at Swansea I think he's 4.4 million Mawson is the defender I'd like to have from Swansea but he's more expensive he's 5 million so I don't really like spending that on a defender from a team like Swansea who don't keep many, very many clean sheets so Fernandez at, at 4.4 is a good alternative I think he's got a goal and assist in his last three games as well so he does have an attacking threat there as well the last player I'll mention is a player I watched last night and he was absolutely unplayable against Chelsea. So it's Delafeu. They've signed him on loan recently and he he just he was unbelievable last night. He Chelsea couldn't deal with him at all. He got himself a goal and an assist. He's priced at six million. Now we know from seasons gone by that Delafeu has been he's been inconsistent in, in fantasy. So we do need to be wary with him, but I mean if you'd never seen him play before and if you took away his fantasy record from the past and you just watched the Chelsea game last night you would just want him straight in your team because I mean he, he was creating chances he was having shots of goal he's just so so difficult for defenders to deal with um, he can win penalties as well so at 6 million he's a he's a good price I mean I've got Shakiri at 6 million so I'm, I'm probably happy to keep Shakiri for the time being but for people who have Lingard, maybe, um, thankfully I didn't get on the Lingard bandwagon. I was close to getting on it, but thankfully I didn't. But I think Lingard's blanked in his last four games now, and he's been coming off early as well, so you don't really want that in your in your fancy team. So an easy switch for people with Lingard would be uh, to Delafeu, because he's got three good fixtures, Delafeu. He's got West Ham, Everton, West Brom in his next three. I think then he's got two tougher fixtures. So if there's a time to get on Delafeu, it's probably now. Um, when he when he's very he's not owned by very many managers he's got the form and he's got the fixtures so I'm probably unlikely to go go there um, but he is 
I think I think just watch him last night. Forget about his 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 past in fantasy and just give him a fresh start and, and just just have a punt on him. And, and he's he's he'll be an enjoyable player to own hopefully um, over the coming weeks. So that's it for the watch list for the the positive side of things for the players that I've added. I won't go into as much detail about the players I've removed from my watch list recently. I'll just name them out and give the reason why. So, first one is Chilwell at Leicester. He he didn't start in game week 26. Fuchs came back in at left back, which I always felt was a possibility anyway. So, Chilwell is gone from my watch list, as is Sadio Mane. So, Mane only played 64 minutes for Liverpool um, in game week 26. He hasn't been doing an awful lot recently. Um He's getting goals and assists here and there, but he's his 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 all round performances really watching Liverpool have been pretty poor and probably reason why he's been taken off early um at the weekend as well. So I'm not interested in, in Manny, uh, mainly because I've got Firmino and Salah as well and, and I'm not interested in trebling up at the moment. Mares is another one obvious for obvious reasons. He's gone from a watch list, he's not even training with Leicester, so it remains to be seen where he's whether he's gonna come back at all this season. Um, so obviously he's gone Charlie Adam is a player I was just keeping a, a little eye on because he was starting games since Paul Lambert took over and he was only around 4.7 million um, but he didn't start game week 26 so I'm no longer interested in Charlie Adam probably shouldn't have been interested in the first place anyway to be to be honest Jay Rodriguez as well no longer interested in him. He didn't start game week 26 because uh, Daniel Sturridge is at West Brom now. So you've got Sturridge and Rondon there. So Rodriguez is probably, his game time is probably going to be uh, limited now. Which is a shame because he was he was going well. And West Brom are offering a little bit more now in attack under Pardew. They're not as um, negative like they were under Pulis. So, so that's a watch list covered for... Game week 27. I'm going to talk a little bit about the blank game weeks and double game weeks now because it's something we, we really need to start thinking about. So the number one thing I'll say is if you're not following him already on Twitter, at Ben Crellin, give him a follow. Check out his, his magnificent um, spreadsheet which covers all aspects of blank game weeks, double game weeks for the rest of the season. When you open it up, first of all, it's, it looks like a bit of a, a minefield, but it's worth taking a half an hour, 45 minutes, sit down, look through a spreadsheet and make sense of it because just by giving yourself that half an hour to understand what's happening for the rest of the season, that can give you the edge over your mini-league rivals and it, it can win you the cash in your mini-leagues or whatever it is. Um, just give yourself that edge, put in the time and effort and, and you can reward yourself by doing so. So as it stands, the first blank game week is going to be game week 31. So we've got four game weeks between now and then. So we really need to, every transfer we make from now until then, we, we really need to keep game week 31 in mind. Now, I wouldn't say let it 100% determine your transfers, but keep it in mind. So at the moment, we know we only know... Uh, four four teams that are definitely going to play in game week 31 so it's going to be Liverpool against Watford and it's going to be Stoke against Everton so if you've got players from those four teams makes sense to hold on to them obviously 
obviously if you've got a player and he's not performing very well maybe the likes of Chupamoting or something like that don't keep him just because he's playing in game week 31 because I mean you've got the four game weeks between now and then where you could bring in a replacement that could easily score you 40 or 50 points whereas if Chupamoting keeps going the way he's going he's not going to get you many points so it's not going to be worth keeping him just because he has a has a, a fixture in the blank game week so again keep game week blank game week 31 in mind but don't let it determine uh, completely your transfers so the way it is we know the four teams who are definitely going to play um, but we're going to know a lot more soon as well about blank game week 31 so we've got game week 27 coming up this weekend and then we've got a two week break before game week 28 and during that break we're going to have the FA Cup fifth round so we're going to look we're going to know more about the fixtures um, in blank game week 31 before the game week 28 deadline so that's why it's 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 a good game week this week to to bank a transfer because if you can manage to bank a transfer this week then we've got the two-week break and when it comes to making your moves for game week 28 you're going to know more about which teams are going to play in 31 so you'll have two transfer to play with and, and a lot more information as well so if there ever was a game week to bank your transfer it's this one um, and that's what I'm hoping to do as long as there's no surprises um, surprise injuries or, or news in the press conference this week I'll be I'll be banking my transfer so that's it for that's enough for blanks and doubles again the main thing is follow Ben Crellin on Twitter and he will look after all your, your worries looking ahead now to game week 27 uh, transfers and captains so I've already mentioned that my plan is to bank the transfer this week looking at my team there's no major issues I need to address obviously I could improve my defence because Kenny yes he played game week 26 but I would expect Coleman to come back in um, in 27 so Kenny's going to lose his place again probably Ogbonna has been an absolute nightmare I mean, Arsenal got th- uh, West Ham got three clean sheets when Moyes took over against the the bigger sides, and then once we all got in their defenders and goalkeeper for the for the double game week, they haven't even they haven't kept the clean sheet since. So I can't wait to get rid of Ogbonna. I hate looking at him in my team. So obviously that's a transfer I could make this week, but it's not what I need to make because I'm just going to bench him this week and and bank the transfer. I think that's much more valuable for me this week. Um, looking at my side for game week 27 Pope, Jones, Alonso uh, probably Dunk and then midfield I've got De Bruyne uh, Salah, Sterling, Shakiri. so everything's okay there then up front Kane, Firmino, Wilson so I'm well set up for 27 without making any transfers so I'm just going to bank it as I say as long as there's no surprise injuries this week um, or news in the press conferences for example, if, if Sean Dyke came out this Friday and said that Heaton was going to come back in, uh, then I, obviously that's unlikely to happen, but that would probably make me force me into a transfer and I'll just go Pope to Heaton then because I don't want to go into the game week without a goalkeeper. Um, I've got a yellow flag. I've got I've got Alonso yellow flagged, so obviously he didn't play frustratingly on Monday night. Well, even if he did play, he probably would have got zero points anyway. But it was... He's been superb in recent weeks, and it was disappointing that he he didn't start. So I was I got the joyous Ogbonna off the bench for Alonso uh, in game week twenty six. 
So Alonso, yeah, it, Conte said it was a precaution uh, why he didn't play on Monday. So hopefully he'll come back in for West Brom next Monday night. Obviously Chelsea have signed the new left back as well, Palmieri. So he's probably going to want to break into the team soon. Champions League's coming up. So I am slightly worried about Alonso's game time. Um, but I'm, I'm not going to make any drastic moves uh, with him. I'm hoping that he'll, he'll be okay for, for uh, West Brom at least next next Monday. But obviously he doesn't start in that one, then it's going to be alarm bells and we're, we're going to have to start considering maybe moving him on. But as I say, hopefully he comes back in against West Brom and gets back amongst the, the goals, assists and clean sheets for us. I mean, Chelsea have been in disarray recently. Um I kind of expected, half expected Conte to, to leave this week, but it looks like he's going to stay. So let's see how they, how they, see, let's see if they improve next week. So transfer wise, as I say, I'm going to bank it. So I'm not going to look at any potential options uh, to bring players in. Obviously, you can look at the players I've, I've mentioned on, on the watch list. Delafeu in particular, I think, is an interesting one for Gaming 27. Um, as are the Arsenal players, if you're willing to, to back them in the big bigger uh, the big fixtures but I'm, I'm gonna wait captaincy then I had a quick look um, I had a couple of questions on Twitter about uh, who should who should be captain for game week 27 uh, one of the questions was from my, my fellow Donegal man Kieran McLaughlin just asking me who should be captain I've had a quick look at the fantasy football scout captains poll for game week 27 so as it stands Salah is leading the poll with Aguero second and then it's Kane Hazard and Sanchez so that makes up the top five in the poll so far so when it comes to captaincy for me for game week 27 it is it's pretty easy it's it's going to be Salah again um, no doubt about it 100% the armband's on him it's going to stay on him so the Liverpool are playing Southampton away so Southampton haven't really been keeping any clean sheets so I'd expect Salah to, to do something he's got I think he's got 21 goals now and 8 assists in 25 appearances so 29 attacking returns in 25 games from a midfielder is just it's just unbelievable and it took me a long time to to, to put the faith in him with the armband the only time I captained him earlier in the season he, he managed to miss the penalty I can't remember who it was against now um, I th- he got an assist as well so he only got around 4 points So, but then for the past 2 weeks I've captained him and it's been, it's been great so 16 points from him in game week 25 and then 30 points from him against Spurs I mean it was watching Liverpool Spurs it was just it was a joy to watch with Salah as captain because it was such an amazing game and then you had your fantasy captain doing the business as well so it was just it was very very enjoyable so again Salah's going to be my captain for the third week running Um, obviously I don't have Aguero so I don't have to make that decision now if I had a lot of questions last week about whether whether to captain Salah or Aguero and I tweeted to a lot of people saying that if I owned Aguero, I would have captained him um, against Burnley. So thankfully I didn't own him because I would have captained him over Salah and I w- I, he would have blanked. So a bit of luck that went my way there. Um, again, I don't have Aguero this week, so the decision is pretty easy. I'm just going to leave it on Salah. For people maybe who don't have Salah, first of all, you need to get your head checked. And then second of all, if you don't have him, a couple of other options. So... Kane is always a captaincy option. He's he's a top goal scorer in the league. Um, he loves he loves playing Arsenal. I think he's got six and six something like that against Arsenal in the league. Spurs are at home, so 
Arsenal, Arsenal haven't been keeping many clean sheets either. So I would expect something from Kane against Arsenal as well. But I just feel Salah's a better option against Southampton. Hazard, it, 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 it hurts me every time I mention his name. Um, as people know who follow me on Twitter, the luck I've had with him this season, or lack of luck I've had with him. So he's playing West Brom. He he is he has to be in with a shout for the captaincy as well if you vote, if you own him. Uh, personally, I wouldn't do it not because I I don't like him. Uh, it's just the fact that Chelsea are have been. I just don't really know what's going on with Chelsea, and I mean. They're just after getting beat 4-1 by, by Watford, so I wouldn't be overly confident giving the armband to a Chelsea player. Um, obviously Hazard on his day can, can get a hat-trick, but just off the back of the Watford result, I wouldn't be captain in a Chelsea player and give me 27. Sanchez then is playing Newcastle away, so if you've got him, he's he's probably not going to be captain by very many people, so it'll be a bit of a differential in that, in that sense. So if you think Sanchez is going to go big against Newcastle, and you've, and you've got him, uh, why not give him the captaincy? Um, but again, Salah against Sanchez, for me, there's no competition there really. Salah, Salah gets the armband all day. So that's that's captaincy covered, pretty straightforward. Um, the last thing I'm going to do now before I wrap up the pod is I'm going to answer a few questions I got from Twitter. The first one is from FPL Kangaroo. He asked me, do I miss Diego Costa? So, I mean, anyone who followed me last season, it's, it's a bit like Hazard this season. Last season, I owned Diego Costa. I think I owned him at four different times last season. He scored, I'm pretty sure he scored 20 league goals, and I managed to miss every single goal he scored when he was in my team. So, he was an absolute troll, and I was I was one of the happiest people Um in the world when I seen him finally signing for Atletico Madrid and I no longer had to be trolled by him in FPL. So the answer is no, I don't miss Diego Costa. Um and I'm hoping that someone comes in and signs Hazard this summer as well. So that I don't have to look at his name next season. And they can take Christensen with them as well because those three have been the bane of my life this season. Next question is from the Three Amigos podcast. They asked me, what is the best FPL podcast in the world? So, I mean, that's pretty easy. It's, 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 it's my podcast. I mean, what else am I supposed to say to a question like that? But no, the lads, the lads, the Three Amigos podcast, so it's a new podcast. Um, it was previously the Fan Feud podcast. And I made my first guest uh, appearance on the Fan Feud podcast. Uh, last season so I always have a good time for the lads there and it's a really good podcast as well really good FPL podcast the three lads do there and I know I'm pretty sure they're recording tonight as well so make sure you keep an eye out for them uh, this week as well and give them a listen so I think you'll find them on Twitter it's three amigos FPL I'm pretty sure it is next question is from Mars who is who is one of those three amigos and he's got a he does some beautiful songs on the podcast as well, so be, be sure to check that out. Mars asked me, what is my honest, uncensored feeling about Eden Hazard? So, again, just just hearing his name just, just kills me. So I'm someone who doesn't... I don't tend to use uh, foul language on social media or, or in my podcast either, but whenever Hazard trolls me, 
I tend to type out a, a tweet right away with filled with swear words and then I just take a deep breath and I just, just delete it and then just be a bit more subtle about things. But I'm not I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go into it because if if I start talking about him I'll just I'll get very angry. Um but all I'll say is is as much as a human being can can despise another human being, that's how I feel towards towards Eden Hazard. Um and watching watching Chelsea Watford last night, um Watford kicked him up and down the pitch the whole game. Every time he got the ball he was kicked left, right and centre and and I thoroughly enjoyed it. I must say, I, w- I wish I was actually one of those Watford defenders, so I so I could have had one, could have had a kick myself. So that's how I feel about him. Please don't ask me any more questions about him because I just hate him. I've covered uh, Prey's question about Nick Pope. So as I said, I'm probably going to hold on to Nick Pope until he is dropped for Heaton, if that happens, and I'll probably just move to Heaton then. Um, just then I don't need to worry about my goalkeeper situation for the rest of the season so I'm going to wrap things up uh, I like to try and keep these as short as possible I don't like to ramble on too much try to keep the content uh, try to keep it at quality over quantity before I go I want to I want to thank my Twitter followers so I, I reached 20,000 followers this week which is just I find it hard to believe to be honest because I set up I set up the FPL Twitter account in May two thousand sixteen, so it's not it's not really all that long ago, just under two years ago. Um, I set it up mainly to just interact with other FPL managers because I'd always use Twitter anyway, just kind of to check the injury news, uh, Ben Dener, Ben Dennery's timeline and things like that. Um, so I just set up the Twitter page mainly just to interact with fellow managers, and, and it just exploded very quickly. Um, and all of a sudden, I'm at twenty thousand followers, which to me it just seems crazy. But I just want to thank each each and every one of you for the for the support over the last um, it's probably about nineteen twenty months now. I've been part of the FPL community, so thanks for welcoming me first of all, and 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 just it's been it's been a it's been a pleasure. It's it's brought my enjoyment of FPL to a new level, and um, being part of the community. And I just I love I love watching the. I love sticking in my, my headphones at on three o'clock on a Saturday and listening to BBC Five Live um, to the games, but then following the following the FBL community on Twitter and um, the live reactions of people, it's just it's great entertainment for two hours. Um, so yeah, I just want to say a thank you f- uh, for that. I do plan to do a, a Twitter giveaway this week. I'm I'm in discussions with somebody about that, so there'll be more information about that hopefully in the coming days. Um, another thing I will say as well is, some of you will know I run a, a a pretty exclusive mini league called Elite 64. So this is a league I set up at the start of this season where I invited the best FPL managers in the world, uh, 64 of them, to, to, to a mini league so that the best managers in the world co- could compete against each other in one place. Um, so I've got a pretty pretty impressive lineup. Um, in the first season of it and the plan is to run it every season from now on um, so the way it works is there's 64 managers in the league at the moment um, the managers who finish in the top 50 will be invited back next season um, the managers who finish in the, on the second page of, of the league which is the, the, the bottom 14 managers they may not be invited back next season which is going to free up space for me to invite new managers to the league so it's it's 
it's based on your your FPL history. So I'm looking for people who have an exceptional FPL record over the last couple of seasons. Um, I'll be I'll be I'll be on the lookout for new entrants. Probably once the season's over, I'll spend a couple of weeks uh, looking for new entrants and, and and you know inviting people to it. So keep an eye out for that as well. But there is there is a way you can you can gain entry to the Elite Sixty Four without having a good FPL history. Um, that's by winning my free to enter mini league. So it's called Beat the General, and the code you'll find the code on my Twitter account in the in my cover photo. But I'll, I'll call it out here as well. It's two four four nine four seven six six two. So I'm going to close entry to that mini league um, in game week thirty because I don't want to have a scenario where I have someone just entering the league in game week 37, 38 and winning it and then getting a place in Elite 64 next season. So get get yourself into my mini league before game week 30 and if you win it, you can get a place in, in Elite 64 next season where you can pitch your wits against the best FPL managers out there. A couple of more things before I finish. I've been, I mentioned at the start of the pod, the podcast is yet to be named. So I put out a tweet, a tweet last week, looking for suggestions for a for a name for this podcast. So I mean, obviously I'm the FPL general, and it's a fantasy Premier League podcast. So if you have any ideas for a for a witty name for this uh, podcast, send them to me on on send them to me anywhere: Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, or leave a comment on, on uh, YouTube, iTunes, SoundCloud, wherever you're listening. Uh, I'll, I'll look at maybe looking at my four favorite suggestions next week or maybe even at the end of this week and maybe put them to a poll in and, and pick a name for, for the podcast. So you could be the person who comes up with a name for my for my fancy podcast. All I'm left to say is now uh, enjoy the rest of your week. Be be patient. Um, as I said, I can't stress enough that if there ever was a week to, to save your transfer, do it this week if you can. If you've got no major issues, if you can feel a strong lineup in game week twenty seven, bank your transfer, um, and you'll be glad you did then when it comes when game week twenty eight rolls around, which is about three weeks away, and um, because we'll know a lot more then about the blanks and double game weeks, and you'll be in a much better position then to to make long term decisions for the rest of the season. So, if you enjoyed, uh, send me any feedback you have as well about the podcast. I mean, this is all new to me; it's only episode four. Anything? Let me know what you like about it, what you don't like about it. Anything you'd like me to add. Uh, subscribe, like, share, retweet, do all that, uh, all the, all that good stuff. Leave me a review on iTunes if you can as well. Give it a like on YouTube, SoundCloud, wherever you are. Um, as I say, enjoy the rest of your week, and I'll talk to you all again after game week twenty-seven. Cheerio.